Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. James Ellis from the Talentcast. You may not be aware of this, but a couple years ago, I lost a bet, so now I'm contractually obligated to say nice things about Chad and Cheese. Well, I took that, let's say, lemon and turned it into lemonade. I took interviews from Chad and Cheese and turned it into a book, but I added a lot of other people you're going to want to talk to. It's called Talent Chooses You. It is hiring better with employer branding, and it is available on Amazon June 15th. You should go and buy it. Bye. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Next up for 2020, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters is attacking New York. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Joel Egon Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. Black Lives Matter, so wash. On this week's episode, employee unrest at, well, a bunch of companies. IBM saves face. And in our OK Boomer segment, TikTok, grab your proton packs. It's about to get paranormal up in here. Getting the right people to apply for the right jobs at the right time has always been a challenge. And now, with an influx of candidates and increased workload, recruiters have to work smarter to provide a memorable candidate experience. Make moments matter with Jobbyte, a comprehensive talent acquisition suite that offers a marketing-inspired approach to recruiting so that talent teams can more intelligently attract, engage, and retain top talent. Combine the power of AI and the human touch. Jobbyte. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. Say proton packs and paranormal really fast three times and see how see how you do. <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> my my weekend last weekend camping with the family, which includes a three year old. Uh, that's probably all I need to say. Genius. I'll throw in eighty mid to high eighties uh, in the Midwest, which means muggy and humid. The quesadillas were really good though. That uh, that we fixed <laughs> on the grill. That was nice. That was nice. How about how about your weekend? You you definitely won that battle, my friend. We stayed. Uh, in the backyard on the patio for a good amount of time. And then we went up to Indianapolis for the Black Lives Matter sit-in and then March and then enjoyed ourselves on Sunday as well. So yeah, getting out there, enjoying the weather, social distancing. The really cool thing about like the Black Lives Matter March was like everybody had a mask. It's like you go out to Kroger today and maybe right. half the people have a mask on, right? Yep. Everybody there was extremely considerate. I mean, it, there was free water, giving out snacks. It was like, look, we want to keep you guys healthy, hydrated, 
and mm-hmm. safe. And I thought that was that was really cool. The the organizers, the Black Lives Matter organizers, they did a damn good job. How do these things get organized? Is it Twitter? Is it like where like how did you guys know about it and know to know to go at a certain time at a certain place? When you have organizations that are as well organized as Black Lives Matter, they have yep. several channels. Uh, we found out through Facebook uh, and that popped up in our feed and uh, we also saw it on some of the news channels and whatnot so i mm-hmm. mean it was it was several channels that we were hit with it by and uh that's that pretty much how everybody gets their news today right gotcha so pretty much if you follow black lives matter and it's an actual organization apparently right so they organize all these events around the the country Right. Yeah. And they'll do uh, sponsored ads on Facebook. Right. So if you're in the area, uh, one of those ads might pop up. I'm obviously not being targeted uh, by these ads. I don't, know if that's <laughs> a, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. And apparently your wife is like making moonshine now. What What's going on with that? She's making like gin flavors and things like this. This seems like news to me. So last year when we were in London, she really enjoyed rhubarb gin and we can't get it here in the States, or at least it's not readily available around where we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend gave us a a fairly easy recipe. And uh, within 28 days, you have regular gin, which metamorphosizes into rhubarb gin. And the two of us took that thing out in the weekend. So it was that good. Just one of the many things we can thank the British for. (laughs) Flavored gin. How nice. How nice. Let's get to some shout outs, shall we? Yes. Let's start it out with Lowe's. Everybody knows Lowe's. They've funded $25 million in grants to help minority business Mm -hmm. Uh, reopen. And one of the reasons why I want to focus on Lowe's is because Marvin Ellison is one of only four black CEOs in the Fortune 500. I think we need to focus on the leadership that is happening because such a small amount of uh, the Fortune 500 is represented by black America. Yep. Merck is another uh, and, uh, the company that makes Kate Spade bags, I'm, 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 I'm zoning on the, you know, I'm a Kate Spade bag guy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm zoning on the name of the company. Uh, and I forget the fourth one, but yeah, I, you know, I talked about, uh, voting and spending money where it, where it needs to be appropriated. And if you want to vote with your dollars, uh, choose those companies to, to spend because it, it makes a difference. Amen. Shout out to Amon Brar, uh, friend of the show. Yes. Trash talker galore uh, this week on LinkedIn <laughs> also. But uh, we, don't, we don't have to get into that. He had a great post uh, on the uh, the George Floyd murder. It almost read like a poem. It was really thoughtful. Um, if you haven't read it, uh, go out and search Amon Brar. Follow him. Uh, try to connect if you're not already and check out that post. It was uh, it was really powerful stuff. It was powerful. I, I read it at least a half a dozen times. As a white dude in America, we just don't fucking get it. And when we say that we do, that means pretty much identifies the people who don't. So being able to to actually listen to or read some of these writings or or you know the uh, the Baldwins of the world listening to them debate uh, is is something that we need to do to really better understand what's happening because we just don't get it. Yep. That being said, this is also LGBTQ month. This is Pride month people. 
Pride occurs in the U.S. to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which occurred uh, at the end of June of 1969. And this is my big out, my big shout out to Lady G, aka Lindsey Graham. I think he's about ready to come out of the closet. And here at Chad and Cheese Podcast, <laughs> we support. All of those of you who are closeted or uncloseted, you're welcome here. Hell yeah! So, little context: Chad and I talked before the show, and we make notes and like figure out what we're going to talk about on the show. And he said, I, "I need a shout out to Lady G." And I was like, "Is that Lady Gaga? Are you like hanging out with rock stars now?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Let me just just say it, and then you can react to the show." So, this is the Lindsey Graham whistleblower i guess we could call him or her yeah that was like uh, his, that, co- his code name for the group of uh, okay. male prostitutes who used to service or still do i don't know uh lady g and in this case uh lindsey graham so shocked at this news shocked at this news <laughs> i'm not waiting for mike pence to come out yeah oh come on now come on now don't tease me um all right so <laughs> nike Nike, uh, shout out for uh, partnering with Jumpman, the uh, the Michael Jordan um, logo, and apologies to Adam, Adam Gordon, who doesn't know any athlete outside of the uh, UK, Scotland, <laughs> Ireland area. Michael Jordan is a famous basketball player, in case you don't know. So Nike's dedicating $100 million to diversity causes, to education, uh, a whole mess of things. You can look it up on Google. But I thought $100 million, even for, for Nike and, and Jordan, was a, a decent statement, uh, especially when we're, when we're talking about $10 million and $25 million for some bigger companies. So uh, shout out to Nike. By the way, Nike has an all-white C-suite. I know that we jock them a lot, uh, yeah. but they could go a long way into making a statement into putting some uh, some diversity of color in their C-suite. That's exactly right. A uh, big shout out to our outro voiceover artist, Chester, who is a six-year-old yeah. uh, son of Adamant Listener and CEO of Get Optimal, uh, Daniel Fellows. Daniel actually WhatsApped me this week, and he's like, listen... Chester's getting back to school and he's, you know, he's a little anxiety. Uh, can, can you, can you give him a boost? And this is the boost, Chester. We know you're getting back into school, man. That's awesome. Get the heck out of the house. Go meet some new mates. Enjoy yourself and uh, tell them that Chad and Cheese sent you. Did you say meet some new mates? That's right. I, well, I've got to speak the speak. Did you, did you write that or was that uh, nice? <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Ron Bauer. Uh, Ron is an old friend from my Cleveland days. He runs a company called Interview Path. Uh, I love it when people just reach out and say, hey, you know, we haven't talked in like, I don't know, a decade. Why don't we get on a Zoom call and just see how how things are going? So I talked to, to, to Ron for like an hour. I know you do this quite a lot. I don't normally like to talk to people, so I don't do this as often. <laughs> but, but, but it was fun to talk to Ron, so shout out to him. Um, I know I've made him a newly minted fan of the show. Excellent. Shout out to Jonathan Reynolds. Remember the center point of the Douche Marketing Podcast we did a couple of weeks ago? Well, he yep. actually came on the show... Uh, so I got to give him a shout out for that. 
Sure. I'm not sure that we can release that podcast though, because it it really felt like we were beating a, a puppy, and that just really? never feels good. Uh, really? And you don't want to release that for our fans? That's all they care about: uh, us kicking puppies. Ah, uh, well, this tells you you should listen to podcasts before you get on them. Yes. So that's my point: is that it, it, you know he didn't know what he was walking into. So it's hard for me to feel sorry for the guy <laughs> if you don't do your homework before going on to a show that you know could be adversarial so anyway shout out to him but i say we i say we publish that bitch okay okay shout out to bailey fields huh uh yeah i know so you know on 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 linkedin where it, it recommends people uh based on either like your your school or where you've worked before or who you're following so i got a recommended uh contact uh bailey fields who is a current student at my alma mater, Ball State University, uh-huh. a.k.a. Testicle Tech. And she is currently an intern at Paradox, our buddies over there. Uh, okay. I don't think there was any, I don't think there was any connection when they were recruiting her that, you know, Cheeseman and Ball State. and ba- So she earned it on her own. I had nothing to do with it. But shout out to Bailey, Ball State represent in the industry. Watch out. Nice. Well, I'm going to finish out shout outs uh, for two gentlemen who have actually started their own podcasts. Uh, Kevin Kirkpatrick, recruiting manager over at uh, Humber River Hospital, started his very own podcast called Primary Care Unpolished. It's brand spanking new if you're in the healthcare space. Definitely check it out. And then we've got some some love from Craig Fisher for uh, pimping our podcast on LinkedIn. Uh, He has a podcast called Side Talent. So check check those boys out. Did you say Hummer River? That is probably better than the real name. Yeah, I was going to say, launch a podcast called Hummer River and watch the listeners uh, flood in. <laughs> my final uh, shout out goes to uh, my wife. Um, and this is legit. So she she's a professor. Uh, yes, she takes pity on me um, and my little brain. Uh, anyway, she was awarded the 2020 Research Frontiers Trailblazer Award. Now, what the fuck is the Research Frontiers Trailblazer Award, you ask? Yeah, well, established in 2010. This award recognizes outstanding IUPUI researchers, which is where she's a professor. People uh-huh. in Indiana will know this. It's a it's a, a collaboration of I, Indiana and Purdue universities. These are for researchers who show promise in becoming nationally and internationally known for their research and creative activity. Hell yeah! She's showing the promise. So once she is internationally known, she's going to dump my ass and uh, I'll be on the street again. But anyway, that's my final shout out of the day. Events. Okay. So next Wednesday at 8 a.m. No shit. 8 a.m. I'll be debating Adam Gordon on Facebook's bullshit cost of living salary adjustment. Uh, remember, Adam's in Scotland, so that's a tad early for most of you. But look, look for the replay. Then right after that, no shit, same day, 10 a.m. Eastern, I'll be on a discussion panel with uh, Baste Hetred and Ona. I got to get this last last name right. Yeah. Iorta Chescu. 
<laughs> this panel is called the Future of Recruitment Tech. They'll both be live from Amsterdam while I'm here in good old Columbus, Indiana. Then on June 24th, I'll be moderating a panel at JobGate Summit. So go to JobGate.com. It's free. They have a full day summit happening. And last but not least, for the team that brought you Wreckfest, that bring you Wreckfest every year, they're bringing you TA Global Gathering, July 8th and 9th with 100 plus speakers for all across the world. Everybody. We have a new competition called Feature-Rama. That's something Hell Joel came yeah. up with. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So yes, Futurama, it's a little play on deathmatch, but we didn't want to do deathmatch because we already do that. We wanted to give established companies a platform to come on and talk about their new shit because a lot of really cool companies that you know and love are doing new shit all the time, but you just, you just sort of forget about it because they're in blog posts or little emails to their customers. So we're going to give them a platform to come on and talk about their new shit, uh, which I think is really exciting um, and can't wait to get the companies that we have on. We have uh, three out of four confirmed. I'm pretty sure we'll get the fourth one confirmed uh, by the time this show airs. But we're talking about Zor. We're talking about Hiring Solved. We're talking about uh, Next on the show. And I won't mention the next one until they confirm, but we're going to have four awesome companies talk about new features. We're going to have the judging panel uh, I don't know if we, if we have the third judge confirmed yet, um, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, the winner will get a cool piece of hardware. We're gonna we're gonna divert from the chain and go some a different <laughs> angle, but it's definitely going to be awesome. We're do, we're excited as hell to do this. It's the first ever. Make sure you tune in. TAGlobalGathering.com. It's free. Go sign up. There have been already fifteen hundred signups. A shit ton of attendees. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Over a hundred speakers. So get out there. TAGlobalGathering.com. Did you say free? I said free. Hell yeah. Out of the news. LinkedIn. Mutiny on the bount on the bounty. Like what happened Link at LinkedIn this week? Yeah, LinkedIn has they, they they have an issue going on. So earlier in the week, their new CEO started, Ryan Roslansky, right? Welcome to the job. Yeah, it took the helm on Monday, and on Thursday, his racist employees started climbing out of their holes. Well, he gave them a platform. They had a virtual town hall, and he allowed anonymous comments. Here's some of those wonderful comments. Uh, mourners were there, obviously, to be able to, to, to really get their emotions out, which is incredibly important and necessary. But their employees had comments like, I quote, Blacks kill blacks at 50 times the rate that whites kill blacks usually is the result of gang violence in the inner city. Where's the outcry? And another employee said, as a non-minority, all this talk makes me feel like I am supposed to feel guilty of the color of my skin. I feel like I should let someone less qualified fill my position. Um, so... I've been thinking a lot about sort of the, the wave of companies taking leadership positions uh, yeah. in, in the current state of things. And I feel like it's a sad state of our union when companies feel like the, almost like they have to be the beacons of 
right and wrong and justice and and everything else because I think they feel that way in light of our government being so broken, divided, uh, you know, on both sides uh, so so stringently. And I know that if you look past some of the the, the commentary at LinkedIn and LinkedIn people are educated folks, right? Like these aren't knuckleheads. And I feel like if you look deeper in that, you're looking at a lot of opinions that are probably very, uh, very mainstream uh, in a lot of America. I mean, one of the comments that you didn't read was that LinkedIn is built on a meritocracy. And ideally, companies should be, right? I don't agree. And if we're looking for companies to be the leaders and the voices in this movement, that's fine. But I think you're going to be disappointed. I think that government needs to really take the leadership role on this. Um, and and like I said in last week's show, like voting, voting is the way that we're going to fix this stuff. And Nike giving a hundred million or any company giving whatever amount of money uh, will help the problem. But in many cases, I think it's a band aid. the 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 root of this issue is the systemic racism that happens when life is started. Uh, with this group of people. And our school system is broken. Our educational system is broken. Our communities are broken. And Nike giving X amount of money is going to help that, but it's not going to solve it. I've been thinking about this issue, and this isn't necessarily LinkedIn specifically. Um, I, you know, I do think that the similarities to like the Nixon election uh, and you know, Law and Order and Silent Majority are eerily similar. But I feel like it's just a weird time to expect companies to carry the burden of social justice. Does that make sense? It it does, but I don't agree at all. I think yes, that there are band aids for the for the the dollars are band aids. There's no question. Uh, you have to be able to do something that's more systemic, right? That's you know wh- whether you're giving a whole class at Howard University their debt free education. That is yeah. awesome. It's a great way to uh, anoint all those kids to go out without debt. But it stops there to an extent, right? Where do you where do you systemically where do you change the system? And I think you're 100% wrong when it comes to, to, to corporations versus government. I think they are both mutually responsible for ensuring that all of this happens. So yes, LinkedIn is responsible for their culture. The president of the United States is not at all responsible for LinkedIn's culture, right? They have to, as leaders, take mm-hmm. that responsibility and they can't just shirk it and focus on, hey, let's just make money right? That's not their job because the way that you make money is through your people. And if you're not treating your people right, if you're not paying them right, then this whole systemic thing continues to happen. So it's not just government. It's also on the corporate side. Uh, I do think, and I said in the shred, that I think that LinkedIn had a, a great opportunity when Jeff Weiner stepped down as CEO Um, They could have found a person with color uh, to be able to fill that position. I know that Ryan Roslansky had been at LinkedIn for 11 years, uh, no question qualified for the position, I would say, more than likely. But I guarantee you there was a person, is a person of color that could have taken that position. And that's exactly what we need to start seeing as leaders, when we have four CEOs in the Fortune 500 that are black men, we have zero black female CEOs in the Fortune 500. That's that's saying something. We 
as corporations have to change. We can't always wait for government to regulate our change. Yeah, I think your point of of the decision of who would be CEO would have made a huge statement. Oh yeah, for their organization, and you know, in that case, you're looking at board of directors, you're looking at you know shareholders, and and those can be directed to look more like the you know the quilt that is America. And I think more and more companies are doing that. Um, I mentioned Nike, who has an all white you know C suite. Um, their board of directors, from what I understand, is pretty diverse. Really tough. This is a cancer that's been with us for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, which is which is why we need to rip off the fucking Band-Aid. We need to go in and, and this needs some surgery and some chemo. Like this is this is beyond. Well, here's here's a great here's a great example. Reddit CEO Alexis Oanian uh, says he's trying to set an example for other leaders by stepping down. Reddit, the social networking site he founded 15 years ago, gave birth to a lot of the shit that's happening out there online, racism, hate, those types of things. But now two years after stepping away from his day-to-day duties at Reddit, a white man is resigning from his company's board and asking that he be replaced uh, with more diverse choice. Um, Oanian is married to Serena Williams and cited his family as one of three reasons he, uh, for this decision. He tweeted, I'm saying this as a father who needs to be able to answer his black daughter when she asks, what did you do? This to me is what needs to happen. Not everybody's in this position, right? Uh, he's already rich. He can step away, but he's making a decision and he's asking to be replaced who he was by Y Combinator CEO, Michael Seibel. When I read this story, um, I thought about uh, my blogging days uh, in the early days of blogging when anonymous comments were a thing and people could sort of just unleash hell on each other. Yeah. And and in, in many ways, you know, I felt like, well, how? Why am I or how does it feel to sort of be the platform that people can just be angry with each other and insult each other? So on a very, very small scale, I felt some guilt and felt some remorse over what uh, the platform had become in some cases. I can't fathom what this guy and what Reddit is with neo-Nazis. I mean, like extreme, extreme shit. Yeah, I get it. But you're missing the point. A white dude stepped down and said, put a black dude in my place. That's the point. Not the cesspool of racism that was created is that he actually took a leadership position because he has a black daughter, right? And he has a black wife. He made that decision. Those are the types of things that we need. And hopefully, you know, uh, Michael, I think it's actually Siebel. He sold Justin TV for about a billion dollars, and we know it today as Twitch. I'm sure he has some ideas on what to do with Reddit. Uh, but we also saw in Portland, which is a, a, a very a liberal city, um, yep. the police chief resigned Monday, uh, promoting a black lieutenant to serve as her replacement amid protests in the city following George Floyd's death. What I thought was interesting about this was it was a female. It wasn't a white dude. It was a white female. And she even recognized that, hey, look, I got to push my whiteness out of the way and I have to actually make this decision because it's going to be better for our city. And I apologize uh, if I didn't say I agree with you. I do on the Reddit store. I just wanted to put in my own little personal experience because I like talking about me. 
<laughs> so I apologize if that didn't come through. Yes, I, I get the point and agree with that. I just wanted to throw in my own little two cents in there. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't say that you didn't, couldn't have a story. I, I was just <laughs> saying that there the, there was a point and you just missed it. Uh, so yeah, so I mean th- these I think these are great examples of what we should be looking forward to. Now, not just people taking themselves out of the way, but when new CEOs step down or anybody in the C-suite, then boards need to be looking at people of color, period. And if there aren't white people in that pool to be able to choose from, so be it, because more than likely your entire board and C-suite is already white, right? So that uh, I thought that was incredibly interesting to people that took themselves out of the game because they knew that they could have somebody else, a person of color, take over their position. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously police is a government entity. So I think, you know, seeing things like this should be more commonplace uh, than even say the, the responsibility of public companies or private companies. But yeah, let's take a quick breather. Um, it doesn't get any lighter as we get into the, the show, but let's take a break and uh, we'll talk about more heavy shit. Sound good? Heavy shit. Face it. We live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Addex seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. All this talk about Nike and uh, Adidas actually uh, put out a press release this week. That said, they will invest $20 million in black communities. Uh, We will increase the funding for our programs that support, empower, and elevate black communities to $20 million over the next four years in the U.S. Uh, They also said that they will invest in university scholarships for black employees uh, and will increase, this is is the big one, will increase the number of black employees, uh, a minimum of 30% of all new positions in the U.S. at Adidas and Reebok will be filled with black and Latinx people. Uh, That's a big one. Which a lot of people thought was great. Uh, and then there was a story <laughs> that came out uh, entitled uh, Adidas Black Employees Say See a Response to Race Issues is, quote, laughable. And, and so when I you shared the story on our on our feed and I thought, OK, that's great. Another company stepping up. And I mean, let's like if we're being honest, Nike and Adidas, you know, largely make their living on you know, athletes of color promoting their shoes and doing contracts and, and those, the, that being their consumers. Uh, these are, these are sort of like layups for them, I think. And I was, 
I was a little bit taken aback by it, it being laughable. And I didn't know if it was, if it was because, well, Nike's giving a hundred million and we're only giving 20 million um, or if it was a numbers issue. And then I thought it was just simply, this is a negotiation and this is smart negotiating by the part of, uh, it's a black coalition, uh, 13 member representing 200 Adidas employee, employees. Cards are on their table in terms of they hold all of them. So to me, it was like, okay, that's your first offer. Let's push for more. So I looked at this this move of just simply being really good negotiating tactics to try to get Adidas to move further into either more money or more programs or whatever it is because they're in the they're in a position of strength and it's just really smart negotiating at this point. I, I expect Adidas to do more in light of sort of the walkout or the the, the protest that's going on there internally with their employees. I also think it's interesting to note that uh, they were talking about Germany being sort of the biggest offender um, in terms of of race diversity. And we focus so much on America in this show, and America is, is evil and bad. But this shit happens everywhere. And it's worth noting uh, sometimes that it isn't just an American problem. It's interesting because uh, the, the, the group, the actual employee coalition, delivered a presentation, a 32 deck or two, 32 page deck presentation dubbed Our State of Emergency. Now, this was seven days before the Adidas press release. And they were coming to Adidas saying, hey, look, we want an apology to the black employees. We want 30 million or greater committed to invest in black students. And some employees were concerned that you know, the black executives were not included. So this kind of more white group think that was happening, not to mention, you know, the, the 30% is, I mean, that's something that to talk about number one, but to talk about diversifying that 30% in all levels, right? Not just in, in our retail, right? In C-suite, everywhere throughout the organization. So I think this was a huge miss by Adidas. And the reason being is they had a group that came to them and said, this is what they want. You're right. This is not a negotiation. They are holding the cards. Adidas has plenty of money to be able to do this. And they should have, they should have just welcomed them in with open arms. Instead of playing this back and forth game, they should have just said, yes, we agree. This is all, this, this all makes sense. Let's pull you in and let's devise something together. But they didn't do that. They they had to they had to play this corporate bullshit game. So as my as my diversity Sherpa, can I ask you a question? I'm the best you got. Let's just put it that way. What is Latin X? That's a good question. Ooh. I just Googled it. Latin X is a gender neutral Neologism, neologism, sometimes used instead of Latino or Latina to refer to people of Latin American culture or ethnic identity in the U.S. The X suffix replaces the standard O or A ending of nouns and adjectives that are typical of grammatical gender in Spanish. So it's everybody. So it's kind of like a non-gender Latino. It's everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We figured it out together. See, we can come together and figure this shit out. Google is the answer. <laughs> IBM, holy shit, we're talking about technology now. Woo! Still in the same way. IBM, basically the news is they're discontinuing their facial recognition department or development uh, at the company, which, by the way, was a growing profit center for, for the organization. But they, yeah. believe, they believe so strongly that it will be used for, for bad, that it wasn't worth sort of the, the, the negative impact on civilization or society to keep the program going. So, you know, 
IBM, huge kudos for them to uh, to can this program. Uh, keep in mind, though, that uh, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft and others are still uh, aggressively looking at facial recognition technology. Yeah, but th- this is this is what leadership looks like, though. This is what right looks like. Somebody has to step up and say this is wrong. Yep. You know, and, and why is this happening now? Well, AI researchers and technology scholars continue to warn about facial recognition software, particularly how some of the data-driven systems have been shown to be racially biased. For instance, the MIT Media Lab has found that the technology is often less successful at identifying the gender of darker-skinned faces, which could Mm -hmm. lead to misidentification. Then, back in 2018. This is this is awesome. The ACLU found that the software mistakenly identified 28 members of Congress as people who have been arrested for crimes. Now, I, I would contest since they are politicians and they should probably ask about crimes against humanity. Maybe the AI got that one right. Was that it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Well, we're going to lighten it up a little bit, I think. TikTok. Oh, yeah. This was spurred by uh, a post on LinkedIn by Daniel O'Neill. Uh, Daniel's a VP at Bayard Recruitment Advertising uh, Organization. He asked, OK, Boomer, which was a nice, fun way to get attention to his question. Uh, <laughs> basically, why hasn't TikTok taken off? Huge numbers, huge usability, huge usership. And he's totally right about all that. And then he asked Chad and I to come in and give our two cents as to why TikTok isn't a thing. I, I said basically for a few reasons. Uh, number one is that employers are t- still trying to figure out Google, right? Like Chad and I in the mid 2000s were trying to educate companies on Google. They're still trying to figure it out. We're still doing like podcasts on Google. So TikTok <laughs> is way too novel to think about companies like aggressively going after that. You have the whole uh, COVID-19 uh, unemployment. You have uncertainty. Um, you have, in my opinion, Snapchat uh, being mostly a huge failure in recruitment advertising. Uh, it, it sort of got some steam early, but with McDonald's and some others, I don't think anyone wants to risk anything on TikTok after uh, Snap sort of sort of falling from grace. You know, no one's going to get fired for using Facebook slash Instagram and Google to advertise, but they might get fired for putting the bank on TikTok or Snap. And the third one was uh, sort of a gray area, but the whole Chinese uh, spying communist shit just kind of scares people. Um, and I think they're just a little bit uneasy with uh, China and the news related to TikTok. So those are sort of my reasons as to why TikTok has not and probably will not in any foreseeable future become a strong recruitment advertising mechanism for employers. Does does anyone care that I mean, Facebook and Google and Snapchat. I mean, they're they're all spyware, for God's sakes. I mean, I don't know about uh, if anybody's heard about this Cambridge Analytica thing. I don't see a company, for, for the most part, hiring companies. I don't see 
hiring companies doing this because they don't have time, not to mention they adopt so slowly. Um, yep. But but I, I do, we did have a senior director of talent acquisition ask about that. I'm just going to wait until somebody figures it out. And it's like, well, you can do that, but you probably have people on staff who use TikTok. Mm-hmm. And why not have conversations about it and then start to have the discussions instead of just waiting, right? We just, we wait too much. We're always on defense in talent acquisition. We're never fucking playing offense. So start playing offense and start having the discussions, have the discussions with your advertising agencies. If you're an advertising agency and you don't have somebody doing R and D around this big ass social platform, these are the things that you should be doing. You should be doing the R and D pieces you should be, yeah. this is the reason for your being. But again, back to the, the, the talent acquisition side, have the discussions about these platforms, how they could be used. How do you currently use them? How would you use them for recruitment? Would you use them for recruitment? Those types of things are important because shit, when I get on TikTok, I'm probably on there for 30 minutes watching dog videos and, and, and shit like that, because that's the stuff I enjoy. And that's what the algorithm feeds me. But don't just sit back and wait, guys. Do this shit. I apparently really love animals fighting each other in the wild videos for some reason. Just make sure that it is R&D budget. It is experimental budget. And when you when it's thrown down the drain, you can say, yes, well, this was experimental. Because if you're putting real dollars that you expect an ROI, you're probably going to be disappointed and maybe in trouble. You're not telling them to go to TikTok and spend the next three hours on TikTok, for God's sakes, but just have the conversation. Time is money. And if you're having conversations, you are utilizing resources to do that. We can just disagree on that. It's not free for people to talk. That's a difference between management and leadership. What are you saying? It's fairly simple. You're calling me a manager? If the clipboard fits. <laughs> I just I just need to have those super tight latex coaching shorts if you're gonna call me a manager. Uh, and with that, whew, thank God, we out. We out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Anywho be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.